Hello, and welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. I'm your host, Steve McJones. How's it going? What's up? Hey, so, this week, we got Ashley Cook. Amazing. I met her three years ago. Right off the bat, she loved my dad jokes, and, you know, that's that's really the, the basis to any uh, good relationship. <laughs> and also, she's really hard worker, she's stimulating mentally, and she's just a great person and a good friend. So, yeah, she came uh, around to talk about cannabis a little bit, because she has this dream of opening up a place called Hashley's Cookies based off of her name, Ashley Cook. It's funny, it's punny, it's awesome, it's great. I love it. Anyways, uh, yeah, she's awesome. She was a little nervous at the beginning, and I think you can tell that, but, you know, podcasting isn't always natural for everybody, like it is for me, obviously. Anyways, uh, no, but we get into it, and she goes into the industry a little bit, and politics, and we have some personal stories thrown in there as well, so, yeah, it's it's a fun one. And I hope you enjoy. All right, hello, uh, Ashley Cook. Welcome on to the uh, the podcast. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, great. great. So, Ashley, uh, can you tell us what we're here to talk about? I'm here to talk about cannabis. Cannabis. Yeah, yeah. Ashley's cookies. Ashley's cookies. Yeah. So, did your parents plan your name at all? Oh, I can assure you, they did not. <laughs> But it just worked out perfectly. It worked out too perfectly. Greatly. Okay, because I was wondering if you know. I, I know that you you've mentioned to me before that you've grown up in a pretty friendly household about the whole thing, right? Uh, half my family is, half my family is not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you want to get into like how you started and like what your family's like about it. Um, yeah. So my background mostly is uh against marijuana, against cannabis. Really? Yeah. Like how? So I have some family members that are against it just traditionally, mm-hmm. and I have family members that are hardcore addicts into other uh, harder drugs. So it's like the gateway drug. Exactly. So yeah. that's how my family portrays it. Um, and so, yeah, they just weren't into it. Um, right. When did you start? I actually was against it going into college. Really? Yes. Well, that's interesting, yes. actually. Um, all the way through my freshman year, but I ran into a colleague, a good friend, mm-hmm. um, and he was very, he is very smart, and yeah. he talked it up so well and was just fact-checking me left and right, because I would just give him BS, like, it's not good for you, it's well, not. Well, if you're fed that, like, throughout all of high school, I have to imagine that yep. you're, you're okay, chock full of these facts about how bad it is and i would like if do you do you still have do you remember any of the things against it because I, I do like to hear. i mean just smoking's bad for you or it's you're it, bad for your lungs exactly it's a gateway drug and if you do that you're going to get into everything else or it's a waste of your money and time or also probably true to a certain extent it is but i mean if it's for medical medical reasons then <laughs> i mean yeah yeah definitely yeah um did you have a fun first experience um, I did. I actually celebrated here at Radar Hill. Yeah. Um, I was in a vape. Athens, Ohio. It was yeah. a vape. Yeah, it was that's a vape. That's actually a good way to, th- I think that's, I think that's how most people should start. Yeah. For the first six months, I only vaped mm-hmm. and I did a couple of edibles. Okay. Um, baked it with friends, of course. Right. Healthiest ways to do it. It is. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't smoke for nearly a year. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, my friends were smoking a joint one day. Mm-hmm. And they were passing around, and they passed it in front of me. Mm-hmm. And somebody had said, oh, "Are you going to offer it to Ashley?" And I'm, they're like, "No, no, she won't smoke." I'm like, oh. and you're like, "I ain't no bitch." I ain't no bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So um, of course I had to take the joint, and take the joint. I coughed my, my ass off, of course. Yeah. No, that's but, awesome. Uh, that's yeah. better than uh, smoking a cigarette for the first time. I'd say. Uh, I've never smoked a cigarette. Really? Ever? Never. never Interesting. <laughs> Well, next time I know we're passing around a cigarette, I'll be like, don't give that to Ashley. <laughs> that one will work, but... Yeah. 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 So, that's interesting. So, where did the passion kind of start to kick in for it? Well, due to that friend, he uh, was trying to fact check me and tell, tell me about all the uh, benefits to it. Mm-hmm. And so, he was just going on and on about the medical list. Yeah, but definitely. So, I was kind of get uh, going to get on that with the vape 
yeah. uh, a little bit because that's what I have one of those, right? Mm-hmm. I have the PAX 2, which nice. is like, yeah, one of the great nicer, reviews. Yeah, great reviews. So I've heard. It's all right. You know, it's, a, it's just another vaporizer. Yeah. But, you know, it still gets really dirty. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. have to clean that thing if I'm smoking, you know, once or twice a week. I have to clean it monthly, basically. Yeah. And, you know, you think about it, that's the healthiest way to smoke. But if it's getting, you know, that resin within, like, co- like coated in that thing within. Yeah, can you imagine just smoking with yeah. combustion of, yeah. <laughs> with the combustion and how that stuff may, yeah. like, hurt your lungs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, what, so those are the adverse effects, right, mm-hmm. medicinally. But obviously there's a lot of things that help a lot, right? Yeah. And so I know with you, um, you're uh, a very high-energy person, at, at least as far as I've known you <laughs> at, at work. And bubbly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> bubbly, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and you know, so it, it, is that something that, that it helps you calm down and, and chill out sometimes? Yeah, most definitely. Um, usually I'm just off the wall, going crazy, but cannabis, it doesn't slow me down. It just helps me to pause, think, and reprioritize. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my thoughts for sure. And uh, since you started, right? Yeah. So since that first year of college, mm-hmm. you've kind of uh, dived into all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And do you want to, uh, you know, tell us about your collection a little bit? <laughs> collection. Um, I am a fan of glass, or was a fan of glass. So I've had my fair share of bongs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Including a zong, it is like a four foot, three and a half foot bong. A zong. A zong. It is um, <laughs> a hefty boy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have had lots of glass. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, as far as vaporizers go, I have. My father has made it a priority that I smoke in the most healthy fashion. Mm. So he uh, he bought me a volcano. Mm. And then I asked the volcano. For, Can you just expand on that a little bit? Sure. Because sure. just the, as a name for a vaporizer, well, the volcano. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, so it is a little dome shape mm-hmm. vaporizer. Right. Um, it kind of heats up the weed in like a little chamber. Yeah. Um, and it pushes air through it and mm-hmm. into a bag. Into the bag, and yeah. it starts floating. Yeah, right? as I call it, the bread bag. And the bread so. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. where the lava comes out from exactly. the volcano, right? Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> that's funny. That's interesting. Um, yeah, and so and, and then so you have the zong, the volcano. Wait, your dad bought that for you? Oh, for birthday. I, he wouldn't just give it to me. I had to ask for it for <laughs> birthday gifts or Christmas gifts. Oh. But it's still hefty gifts. I appreciate it, but right. it wasn't just... So, Given. yeah, well, when did the transition come with your parents when, when they knew that, you know, that was, that's what I'm saying, because oh, before you said, yeah, that's a big uh, jump from being completely against it to buying you a volcano, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so they had found out because I was growing, it was a small little grow. You were grow. growing? I know. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I was, I was once upon a time a stupid college kid, <laughs> I know, making mistakes, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. I mean, it's honestly financially the best way to do it. Well, I wasn't trying to necessarily sell. I was trying to just have enough for my own supply. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have to get from untrusted sources or who knows what it's being laced with or pay outrageous prices or Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never heard of laced weed, but we won't have to get into that. (laughs) Have you? Uh, Again, being raised, I've heard of Uh, in the traditional family. Right. Fair enough. Where did you grow it while you were in college? My basement. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So is that when you got into the idea of, like, the mechanics behind growing? Oh, 100%. Okay. Because I know, again, you're a very intelligent person, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, so when I see you, like, get into something, you get very logical about it. And you've kind of told me about your education a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, you get into this growing plants and stuff. And you got, is that when you got the book? Uh, I actually, yeah, about a year after I started growing, during okay. my second grow is when I got the book. The second Um, harvest. Yes. So, um, (laughs) but uh, my parents, they uh, were not happy that I smoked. They found out that I was growing. And so my mom, she uh, forbade me to smoke ever again and that she was going to drag me out of school literally that day if I didn't promise I was never going to smoke again. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And my dad, he was just nodding his head and they're divorced. They don't agree on many topics. (laughs) Uh, but he just was nodding his head the entire time. It's just, Ashley, you know better. You know better. Come on. Yeah. So on my way home, I was with my father. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, to be honest, I don't care that you smoke. You 
cannot be growing, though. That is stupid. I'm like, I know. That was a stupid decision. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so ever since then, I've never done it on my property. I would never take the risk on my end. It's not worth it. But yeah. if somebody wants to take the risk, then they yeah. can do it. That's on them. Well, what's funny is that I find, what I find interesting is now that it's becoming like legal a lot of yeah. places, it's almost more... I, I've heard it's legal to grow your own. Like, if it's yes. decriminalized, right? Doesn't that mean you can grow your own and have your own, but you can't be selling it or buying it from other people? I don't think that's necessarily the case. No. But I think that it's more if you do grow your own, is just slap on the wrist. Right. But it's not trying to encourage you to grow. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, for sure. But yeah, you know, so there was that progression there for a little bit, right? Yeah. So you went from the edibles, the vape to the edibles to kind of smoking, and then you got into sh- shatter. Can yeah. you get into a little bit about what shatter or glass is? <laughs> Dabs? You know, what are the kids doing these days, you know? Yeah, so shatter is the uh, <laughs> concentrate. It's, shatter is a very, very extreme form of concentrate, mm-hmm. um, whereas normal just wax is the generic term for for uh, concentrate. Okay, and that's just them squishing weed basically until wax comes out, juice. What is it? Yeah. Well, that is kind of one way. That is a um, <laughs> that is rosin. That is when you press uh, oh. weed so hard that the juice, as you just called it, <laughs> um, the the concentrate comes out, yeah. and you just kind of collect it, mm-hmm. and that is how you get rosin. But um, shatter, you usually blow it with some kind of chemicals such as butane um that's how i've always traditionally heard about it mm-hmm. um but you blow you blow the weed with butane so you have a container mm-hmm. and you fill it with weed okay. a little tube imagine a, a pvc pipe this is the way i've seen it on uh youtube videos yeah. i've always used machinery but on youtube videos um you put weed inside of it and then you um, put a little cap on it mm-hmm. that way it has one end open one end closed um, put a little hole on the closed end. Sure. Um, have you seen the tip of a butane can? How is it a very small tip? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so you put the end of the butane into the uh, closed end, the capped end of the PVC pipe. Okay. And you literally blow the weed, the concentrate, through a coffee filter into really? a power expand. Wow. And it creates wax, oil. Wax, oil. And so in that oil, is there butane in it so no so it evaporates out you have to let it sit okay. for 24 hours i was wondering if you're just yes. like sucking no 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 no, no no 24 hours yeah let it rest let it breathe yeah definitely and so then there's just more escalated versions of that right yes. so like the more so right now do you know like the highest concentrate that you can get is that shatter uh no it's actually moon rocks i don't know the technical term of it but it's moon rocks um, <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah, that is technically the highest. What's um, I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I just have heard it in the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard about them sold in Amsterdam. That's what I know. Yeah, and I've seen memes with Snoop Dogg, but yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about a bit of it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I don't know. I've always been kind of nervous about dabs a little bit, personally, mm-hmm. because they're just so much at once, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and as opposed to, like lighting a plant and like just breathing it in basically yeah. you're you have to get that butane torch that big old scary torch <laughs> and that rig and just drop yeah. something in there and i don't know it just seems kind of uh like futuristic I think the scary. scary element is not so much the vaping idea it's just the heat and you're exposed to the heat because yeah. if you have a little vaporizer it's no different smoking at that heat but mm-hmm. um smoking it and having being able to be burned mm-hmm. um, whether it's on a titanium nail or glass mm-hmm. uh, bucket or anything yeah. else. Yeah. So. You think it's one of the healthier ways to, to get high, I guess? Um, I prefer it because I do not like the combustion that smoking weed does. Really? Um, I like to vape it, and that's just vaping it in the most, not most extreme, but a more extreme form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas do- when you do a vaporizer, I feel like it kind of portion controls out the amount that you're going to smoke, whereas dabbing is taking it. All at once. <laughs> All at once, yeah. So, yeah, I guess there's benefits to both because portion control can be important Amazing. for some that's, people. I mean, that's why. So, I usually do um, dabs at night when I'm winding down or going to bed or 
Like um, a fine wine at the end of the night. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but if I'm going to smoke throughout the day, I usually just take to my vaporizer because mm-hmm. I can kind of nurse it and not be overwhelmed with it. Right. Uh, what kind of vaporizer do you have? Um, you don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone through so many over the years, and at this point, um, I finally do like the one I'm using right now, but um, couldn't tell you what it's called. Yeah. You probably have uh, seen so many showcased at that, that festival. Oh, that my you've told goodness. Me about. That was amazing. But yes. What was the, the festival? Let's get into that a little <laughs> bit, because I love... I, I, you told me that story probably when we first started, uh, when we first met, like yeah. two or three years ago. Yeah. So, Cannabis Cup. That was... 2017, I believe. Yeah, 2017. Mm. Um, that was just a blast. My friend... Cannabis Cup. Yes. What is it? Where is it held? Who is it, uh, you know, held by? Yeah, so High Times holds it. Um, High Times Magazine? Oh, of course. Okay. What else? High I, Times Magazine. So you're just making sure. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. High Times Magazine. And so um, they change regionally. Um, mm-hmm. This one happened to be the Midwestern one. So yeah. it was held in Michigan. Sure. Um, I think it was CeeLo or Kylo, C-I-L-O. CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was held there um, at a racetrack, and it was amazing. Really? A racetrack? A racetrack. Because it feels like when you're high, racing is one of the last things you're going to be doing. No, no. It's just more of that was like a really large space, and it was well laid out, and lots yeah. of concrete and walking paths. So. I was just messing, messing around. Give it off. But, no, you fair. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah so, so what happens in... What's it called again? Cannabis cup. Cannabis cup. That's interesting. See, but see, even that cup has like the connotation of like racing. Yeah. So um, I think it started off with growers came together and were competed with trying to find the best weed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would also be willing to sell, trade, buy whatever seeds to mm-hmm. create better strains from there. Okay. Seeds. Right. Seeds. Yeah. And then once it started becoming... Are you only allowed to go if you have, like, a medical card, or... Um, I think it depends on the state you're in. Um, I did not have a medical card at the time, but I also got in because I was, quote, quote, working. Oh, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. So I didn't have to have a medical card. How'd you um, sign up for that? I did not actually have to sign up. My <laughs> friend, uh, she had another friend that was modeling, and then her friend got sick, but my friend was still well, and Mo- so... Modeling for weed? Modeling in general. Oh. And her agent found her the job. Oh. Yeah. Where, where was she going to be modeling? Um, so, in general, for the event, what we did is we modeled for um, this company called QuickBud. Mm. They're a cute little company. You guys should check them out. <laughs> QuickBud? QuickBud. Yeah, what are they? Um, but we were passing out dube tubes. Dube tubes. Dube tubes. <laughs> what are Let dube me tell tubes? you about dube tubes. I would love to hear about dube tubes. <laughs> The dupe too. Yeah. So, um, do you know how stinky weed is sometimes? Oh, yeah. So, you roll up a joint or a blunt and you put it in a dupe tube and it is water resistant and it doesn't smell at all. Really? Really. Wow. Yeah. Do you have some? Can we bring them out? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah. So, we just handed out hundreds and thousands, maybe even, of those to everybody and it was logoed with quick bud and it was fun wow. we just got to smoke a whole bunch and buy a whole bunch and what was the community like at this event oh everybody was just smoking everything with everybody um passing around joints blunts um offering up dabs um handing out edibles wow. couldn't do that post-corona no this is all most definitely pre-corona yeah <laughs> yeah that's so sad yeah how do you think like well we'll get into that in a little bit but that's so, so yeah, I mean, but what, what, so did you meet people there? Did you, I mean, you must have talked to a lot of people passing out these things, right? Oh, yeah, I networked a lot. Um, I didn't meet so much as people as I did uh, businesses, and I've networked a lot right. with businesses and oh, um, yeah. job opportunities or just travel opportunities. Really? Yeah. And so this is where Hashley's Cookies starts to come in a little yes, bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So so what's the idea behind Hashley's Cookies? Yeah, so I was baking a lot of edibles for myself and my friends, um, struggled to find good quality edibles that would actually affect them because everybody struggles with having potent edibles. Right. Yeah. Because so. you never know. Were you consistent about them, too? Um, you would get consistently fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was not necessarily consistent in uh, the levels. Um, I was pretty new back then, but uh, yeah. I just made sure I put enough of oil, so I also baked with oil. That's um, interesting. Usually it's, uh, yeah, marijuana. With fl- yeah, with the actual flower marijuana. Right. Um, but, no, I used oil, and so... Um, I think it made a little bit more consistent butter mix. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I just baked a lot for myself and my friends just kept buying from me and then their friends would buy from me or them. And mm-hmm. I just soon was having a little network and I was trying not to have a network, but <laughs> here I was just baking for myself and it's just in the, yeah. out the oven, out the door. Was it hard to learn? Um, no, I love baking. I've always loved baking. Yeah. And, uh, getting baked. Apparently. Yeah. Um, you literally just have to heat up the butter. Um, I personally double broil it so that way I don't, um, burn the butter itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put water in the bottom saucepan put the second saucepan on top, right. um, heat it up and then melt the butter and add however much oil I'm going to need. So a beginner amount, you normally just do like a stick of butter mm-hmm. and a gram of oil. Okay, so you you mix regular butter and the oil together. Yeah, the fattier, the better. The fattier, the better. <laughs> yeah, so THC can... Uh, uh, it it's, uh, connects to... Yeah, the fattiness. The of, tissue or whatever, yeah. I don't know, the atoms yeah. align really well. Yeah, I wonder if uh, you could like make oil out of it and then like fry stuff in the oil. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sure you could, 100%. Yeah, like fry yeah. some fries and then eat fries and get fried. That'd be insane. Ah, eat fries and get fried. I like it. Yeah. There's a new place uptown that opened. Fried. Ah, F-R-Y apostrophe D. Did you hear about that? I heard about it. I've never been there. Yeah, neither have I. It's it's in that weird, like, little plaza area thing. Yeah. But I think their target market is definitely... Because it's like a... Their mascot is like a fry walking around with, like, red eyes or something. Yep. They got me. (laughs) I would love my potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. You have a burger here with mashed potatoes on it. I I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's special. Yeah. Special cutlers. Yeah. Do you have any favorite snacks that you eat while you're stoned? Um, I always eat cheese rice cakes, but especially when I'm high. Cheese rice cakes. Yeah. But um, I actually don't like Oreos, except when I'm high. Really? Yeah. In my entire life, I think I liked them when I was a little toddler. <laughs> and that was about and I usually just eat the, the cream and throw away the cookie, of course. But, really? Uh, yeah. Um. Oh. Most of my childhood and adult life, I have not liked Oreos. That's so weird. Yeah. And then well, you just hit, hit a joint one night, and yeah. someone's like, hey, try one of these. Yeah. They were passing around, and they're my Oreos. I buy them for guests. <laughs> no, no, but they were I was passing like, I want my Oreos. Uh, yeah. yeah. They were passing around, and they're like, well, don't give Ashley one of those. Basically, she, she doesn't yeah. want it. See, that's all you to it all, you know? That's all you, you just got to peer pressure Ashley into yeah. trying anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, do you have, like, a business plan? Because I know before this whole thing... You actually had a lot kind of set in motion to, to get your own place started, right? Yeah, so I have had a dream <laughs> to open up my own pot coffee shop, my own pot cafe. Pot coffee? Pot yeah. cafe. Interesting. Exactly. As well as coffee a bakery. Pot. That's funny. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as well as a bakery to do edibles because um, I enjoyed baking so much. And then that way would supply the the baked goods to the cafe. Oh, yeah. Um, and then to bring it back one step further, I would like to also then do a grow warehouse to supply the cannabis for said pot coffee shop and edible bake shop. Yeah, and that'd be a whole operation in itself. It would be. Yeah. So. But it's, it? it's a slow process. It's an empire to build. Well, what's part of the process, you know? How do, like, and, I mean, so, like, legally, I mean, you have to be in a state where it's for sure medically right yeah medically. for sure medically but even then um your clientele is so restricted are you at that point would they actually come into your coffee shop or your bake shop if you're if it's only medicinal yeah exactly or is it going to be more of a recreational or i mean people judge still there's still a stigma so yeah no for sure even if they wanted to and they would be the people who go to a pot coffee shop if people are if other people are watching mm-hmm. are they going to go to a pot coffee shop yeah Maybe, wow. Maybe not. So so do you have like a place where you want to start this maybe? Where it's... Location? Yeah. Oh, not at all. So that's why I'm about to uh, do a little traveling. Travel out. the world? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you want to talk about that a little bit? Where are you going? Yeah. So um, I'm actually going to travel around the U.S. month by month via Airbnb, starting up north in Maine. Mm-hmm. And work my way down to Rhode Island, Philly, uh, Charleston, just all the way down the coast, all over down the south. Place. I'm so excited west, for you. West, yep, up down the California coast. Just corner to corner to corner to corner. Corner to corner. And yeah. then if that goes well, maybe international. Learn some stuff, learn some skills along the way, meet yeah. some people, and see what I can uh, what I can do from there. Yeah. Just working on my savings all along the way. Work on your savings, yeah. And uh, 
and find hopefully a place, the perfect spot. That's the idea is finding the perfect location. Perfect location yeah. to open this bad boy up. So once you, um, you know, right, once you figure out the clientele mm-hmm. and you figure out, you know, there's probably, you know, there's like a liquor license, right? There's probably a medicinal or uh, a recreational license. That's the idea. That's where we're still working out. It depends on each state. Um, and okay. for me, I'm nervous to do it federally because even, or until it becomes federally legal because um, even if you're operating, exactly, that is legal, um, you can still get your, knocked down. Exactly. I was going to say, your door's knocked down. For so. sure. Wow. Yeah. And that's a scary thought. I mean, yeah, that can happen that, in California. And that's my life savings. I would be... Saving up thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I just completely yeah gone just like that. And I, I, meanwhile, scary. I'm in jail. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, you'd be fine in jail probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but still, either way, it'd be all gone. Uh, yeah, it'd be tragic. So I personally am taking this time to try to learn all that I can in the meantime. Yeah, um, like what? Um, so the idea Perhaps. with all of this trip is um, I could go down. Um, if I can work for free or low labor just to be able to learn the different skills at different locations um, in legal states. Yeah. Um, bud, te- or bud trimming is, of course, the lowest level, but that's that's not really a knowledgeable job. But um, more of working up the lines um, into um, breeding, growing in general, um, okay. maybe even concentrates. But that usually requires a degree unless somebody's willing to take you under their wing. Well, that's interesting. So yeah. can you expand a little bit more on like the levels and, and, you know, you said that I don't even, I didn't know that bud trimming was the lowest level, but that's... I wouldn't call it the lowest level, but I mean, that's a mindless job. Lowest know? level is dealing <laughs> in an illegal Basically, state. Basically, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but... My bad. <laughs> but, so I'd say the lowest, easiest job, I'd say, is um, being a bud... Not easiest, but being a bud tender. I mean, um, what you need the least qualifications yes, for, right? Yes, um, you can learn along the way. You can just have this entry. bud tender. Yes, bud tender. Right. Yeah. And what uh, is that? So you basically work at a, a cannabis a dispensary. Yes, a cannabis shop, a dispensary. Okay. And you um, try to explain the cannabis to your guests. Okay. To your customers, um, whether and that's just based off of your experience of getting it. Is usually shadow people until you um, get more experience on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, you're just trying to find out whether people are looking to buy flour itself, or the smoking mechanism, or mm-hmm. um, if they're looking for a new way to smoke or mm-hmm. new recipes. Would or... you do that at all? Um, I would for a little bit, but more of just yeah. to say that I did it and had it under my wing. Yeah, but, that's um, what I'm. I mean, the way I'm thinking about it is like bartending obviously exactly. so it's like you yes. want to know the drinks and you want to know which drinks people like the exactly. most and, and, and stuff like yeah. that so and it, and, and again you that's FaceTime with with the actual clientele exactly, yes. people that are come and go whether they're regulars or random and that's a perfect way to network i love having FaceTime with customers because i love to promote them mm-hmm. in um social media sense or word of mouth or right whatnot and i love when they can network with me and help to promote me or to Introduce me to other connections or Mutually beneficial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. that's awesome. And then, so from there, after you've got that under your belt, right? Yeah. Then where do you plan? Like, well, well, then what would be the next step if you were to work your way up this totem pole? So after or, that, uh, I would probably try to go into growing more. It is a long process, but you just have to get yourself into a big um, growing facility where they have numerous cycles going on. Because if you're just... At a growing cycle or growing area that has one cycle going on, I mean, that's each cannabis plant takes about five months total to come to full fruit well fruition and. Uh, five months isn't. I feel like curation. actually that long for. Um, hard, is that a lot for? I don't know. I don't know plants that well. Yeah. So usually, um, it takes three ish to four ish months to grow. To its full potential. Okay. And then you cut it down and kind of let it cure and trim it down from there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then it takes five months to... Well, so it's a total of five months. To get everything ready to, to distribute it. Uh, I'd say, like, no, from the point of seed, mm-hmm. germination, yeah. to the point of being able to smoke it is five months. Oh. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you get into growing, mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about that. So growing, um, there's a lot to learn within growing, Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest thing I think I'd take from growing would be breeding. I know nothing about breeding yet. Yeah. Um, My Cannabis Grow Bible uh, that I reference (laughs) all the time, um, it talks about it a lot, but um, I think until you actually work hands-on and you experience um, cross-training. Yeah, how do they do that? 
Uh, so you take a male and female plant, um, and they pollinate like any other plant would, and you literally just crossbreed them that way. Uh, and then so the seeds become hybrids. Yes, they become a hybrid of, and you wow. can um, lab test the percentages of what is in it. Really? Yes. And, and, That's the benefit of and what's in it is the strain, right? Correct. And the beneficial properties of it. The beneficial properties. Or the negative properties. I mean, it, it could have negative whether it's dry eye or dry mouth. This mm-hmm. is just dehydration in general. Or sometimes if it's a really strong sativa, it might give you anxiety. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Not every strain is for everybody. How do they measure that? those uh, qualities in each? Do they, so they obviously... They grow the seed. Sure. And they know which hybrid it is. They record sure. the data and, you know, the, the breeding. Mm-hmm. And then they grow it, right? Yeah. And after five months, they try it. Or... Yeah. So I'm assuming they put it inside of a machine. I'm not sure anything about the machine. So that's another thing is once you go into uh, growing and then breeding, mm-hmm. I would like to go into more lab work and understand how that side works because okay. I know even less about lab work. Yeah. Um, whether it's um, trying to create concentrates or trying to learn about the more intricate side of... Yeah, all the details and benefits and negative effects. Yeah, because somebody just one time, she was like, we we were smoking, and she was just like, yeah, we were talking about the different strains and why sativa, we like sativa better because it makes you more talkative and and it is more comfortable. And you also, you know, indica is good for chilling out and relaxing at the end of the night or whatever. But it's like... How does somebody just smokes it and then and they're just like, well, no, yeah, I feel euphoric and I feel relaxed. You know, it's like I how does that? I think so. I think that honestly is what it comes down to is um, they have numerous people that test it and big kind of, stoners, huge yeah, stoners. I would assume so, and they just kind of say what kind of affects their feeling mm-hmm. um, based on like when they're stone sober. Yeah, and then they toke up and interesting how it affects them. Yeah, I would like to, to learn a little bit more about that. There's, um, uh, in the recent South Park uh, season, yeah. that Randy's growing his own weed, and <laughs> his Towley is his his testing subject. I, uh, I'm not surprised by this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> red eyes. And he, like, gives them, he's trying out, they're also playing on, like, uh, the burgers, the Impossible Whoppers from uh-huh, Burger King. Yes. So he's like, Towley, you want to try this for me? It's got no meat in it, and it's an edible. And Tally's, like, in, like, the next scene, he's just on his ass eating, like, half of the burger and just, like, these are good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another benefit is um, it, it gives you uh, appetites. So, for me, oh, I yeah, true. have always struggled eating. As a child, my mom used to have to give me slim fast shakes with my meal. So, it would be basically <laughs> a double meal. So, just try to get me to get more calories because I was so underweight all the time. Really? Yeah. And so, for my entire life, I've struggled trying to eat. Um, when I was in sports, mm-hmm. I finally had an appetite. It was amazing. So, for, <laughs> I don't know, seven years, eight years, um, whenever I was working out, which I was working out the entire eight years, um, yeah. I always had an appetite. What did you do? Uh, I did track and cross country for oh, a little bit. Um, yeah, and that then, would get your metabolism uh, pumping up. There. Field hockey—that was my big one. Field hockey. Field hockey. Wow, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Actually, that's I interesting. I was a forward, so I did a lot of running that way. But uh, even then, I started a lot of big appetites. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like all that running definitely gonna kickstart something going on down there. <laughs> that's it. that's a uh, so <clears throat> so yeah. is that has do you consider that to be the the most beneficial thing that you've gotten from weed um for me that and insomnia i used to stay up really late um as a kid and as into my adult years um i was a night owl Mm -hmm. and i did not like that because i used to sleep in all day and that's bad habits so yeah smoking i kind of choose if i'm winding down i'll start to slow my breathing down and get into a relaxed state of mind and then i just kind of get into a tired state from there yeah. Um, if I'm smoking. Hmm. Yeah. And oh. so I just get super tired. But I'd say eating and um, sleeping and my anxiety. I have struggled speaking fast my entire life. I stutter. I slur my words. I <laughs> mumble. I do it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you weed. got it all. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but weed helps me to slow down and think about my words and think about what I'm, what I'm going to say next. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you think mentally, obviously, those benefits have put you in a better mental state. Mm-hmm. Do you think that weed has 
opened up your mind to other avenues as well, um, thinking, you know, about different perspectives or opening your mind to different ideas or anything like that? Most definitely. I mean, before I used to think my way or the highway, and now I have to think if somebody else has a different perspective, just pause and think of it from their side. And it, like I said, it just makes you stop and think and slow down. Um, right, right. But it also, uh, I'm sure you've experienced, it uh, is a fun time to experience music oh, and our art. Right. Yeah. Um, colors just feel more alive. They're a little vibrant. bit more vivid. Yes, vibrant. Yeah. Good word for it. <laughs> um, you feel a little bit more. And same for music. You just vibe with the music a little bit more, whether it's classical or rock or alternative. Yeah. Electronic, any kind of music. It's. It just feels... I wonder if it affects your sensory inputs. It probably does. In a different way. Evan would be great for that question. He would be great. He's an <laughs> <interesting> student. <laughs> yeah. I think we actually talked about... Uh, he came on the podcast a couple uh, weeks ago. Actually, a while ago. But, yeah, he talked about a little bit of, about things like that. But, yeah, I don't know. Because people always are worried about... Definitely while your brain is developing, they're worried about children and kids smoking. Mm-hmm. And about how it's going to affect them later in life, right? Oh, I completely agree. I am strongly in favor of the 21 years and older. I didn't start smoking until I was 20 years old, and even okay. then, I years later, I'm saying I wish I would have waited another year or two. Really? Um, Why is that? Well, it would have saved me some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I think that it was still um, a good learning, an important learning time. And although I learned a lot while high, mm-hmm. I tuned out i easily tuned out yeah. things that i did not deem worthy of my memory i think i get that because i've never looked at it too in depth like that mm-hmm. but i think i think you're right because for me i started when i was like 16 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah not great and yeah. however I, I don't know i think a lot of things at least for me that i tuned out were Probably, again, you know, paying attention is always mm-hmm. one of the best things you can do. And that's why, you know, centeredness and people talking about being here and now is, and, and present and paying attention to all your senses is really beneficial to everybody. Yeah. However, I think there was some degree of me, the things I were, that I was tuning out were probably tuned out for the best. You know what I mean? That's fair. Because the world is a harsh place. And, and growing up. In as a hormone induced, <laughs> you know, teenage boy yeah. in a world of frat boys and yeah. I mean sorority girls and stuff like it's that. It's not always been. It's not always a good thing to be exposed to. Exactly, and yeah. so to be able to tune some some of those harsher things out, yeah, definitely helps. Especially with this day and age with social media mm-hmm. and the world going to shit. It's so toxic media. It's supposed to be informative, and it's just so toxic nowadays. It's just so biased. Not even nowadays. It always has been, but. I mean, it feels like it's more nowadays than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that comes with the election, too. I remember in 2016, it was... 2016 election, I felt, was a lot more intense than this one. It was. I think it's because nobody actually thought that, one, Donald Trump would make it that far. <laughs> and, two, I mean, we had a woman running for president. We actually had a chance as a... Yeah. Having a woman president. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, yeah. So, so... I mean, policy-wise, getting back to weed, I guess, yeah. is uh, what do you what do you see for the future of legalization? Um, I would like to see it legalized, of course. Um, of course, yeah. <laughs> as far as the actuality of it, I think that it could go either way. Um, Trump has talked about it either way, um, good and bad, just kind of depends on the context. I think it just depends on where the money's coming from and if we actually need the bailout. I think mm-hmm. if the economy is going to tank that badly, as it potentially will, and is going in that direction because of, in general, but because of COVID, but, yeah, COVID yeah, right. um, then there's a chance that we might need to legalize it just to be able to make some afloat, revenue. Make some, exactly. Yeah, and I don't understand why we didn't. Cons- why, like, why wouldn't they just consider that before too? Because apparently, Colorado, since they've recreation recreational legalized. Their marijuana has become like all the revenue that they've collected have gone to what schools and and, yeah. and public streets and I say roads, transportation, roads, yeah, awesome. transportation yeah. and yeah. everything. And it seems like they're doing all right. They are, but 
what is the uh, next step? What is going to be after marijuana? Are they going to legalize shrooms, mushrooms? Mm-hmm. Are they going to legalize so, cocaine, like uh, other drugs? Other, you sound like uh, a parent right now. Marijuana is the gateway drug to no, legalizing other drugs. It might. to le- Not just taking other drugs, because, I mean, it's to each user's choice. Mm-hmm. I would not ever do heroin or meth mm-hmm. or any hard drugs, mm-hmm. but that's my personal preference. But if you legalize it, and you have an incoming generation where they see that's very normalized, mm-hmm. maybe they'll use any of these hard drugs on a regular basis. Right. Really? Yeah, because they want to be rebellious. Yeah, and, just be part of the norm. And be part of the norm. So you don't want well, it to you don't get want... to that far. Yeah, you yeah. get to that point. You wanna... What's funny is that most people who advocate for weed are pretty open about the idea of legalizing it and yeah. not thinking about that. and advocates for legalizing psychedelics and, and other things like that. So it's interesting to get your idea of, of why. Well, I don't think that it'll spiral to that, but I think that is what politicians... And, yes, okay. I think it's what they're afraid of, is it just... Okay. That and at what point will the pharmaceuticals start losing money? Yeah, yeah, big farm. Yeah, big pharma. Big pharma, that's what it is. Big farm, too. <laughs> should have big farms of, of marijuana. <laughs> They should. We should. Yeah. Um, trees. All the trees. Yeah. Was there anything? Um, I think uh, I don't really have any more questions or anything. Is there anything that you might think that I didn't ask about marijuana or, or the industry or where it's going or, you know, anything like that? Um, not too much. I have a question for you. <laughs> uh, Alec. Steve. Yeah. Steve McJones. Yeah. When did you start smoking? Sixteen, you said. <laughs> yeah. When was your first time? What was your first time like? My first time. Yeah. My first time smoking. Yeah, I haven't revealed that actually. Uh, first time, didn't get high. Really? Yeah, it was. So that first time I smoked was in eighth grade, out of a light bulb. <laughs> oh. It was not a good situation. Wow, you you were a little baby. Holy I was cow. a little child. It was bad. I was hanging out with a degenerate oh. at the time. Didn't work out. I didn't get high, luckily. Okay. And then the best. I, yeah, exactly. First time I got high was sophomore year. When I was 16. Okay. Still a little baby. Still a little baby. It's too young. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I it's think... It's better. Better than eighth grade. Right. Better than eighth grade. And I'm still here. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty cognizant person. Alive, well, lungs are functioning. <laughs> lungs are functioning, more or less. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So the first time I got high, it's funny, I, again... Hanging out with some degenerates, mm-hmm. how else are you going to do it, you know? And they obviously, you know, we were like, yeah, how do we do it? Should I pay you? Like, you know, how much is it? And they're like, yeah, we'll we'll roll a blunt for you. Blunt probably has, what, a little less than a gram, right? Uh, about. About. And they roll a blunt probably full of mids and seeds and, Oof. yeah, just trash weed. Yeah. And they charge us 20 bucks for it, <laughs> for, wow. for the one blunt, and uh, which, you know, it's a... For us, it was worth it, you know, in that, in that moment. Yeah, I'm going to pay $20 to wow. do this little thing here. Wow. Yeah. Overpaid. Over, uh, oh, overpriced. Yeah, and uh, no, and that was, we we were probably getting overpriced weed for at least two, three years. Like, wow. Yeah, it was bad. See, since I started later in my life and I had good friends, <laughs> they had good connections. So yeah. I always got it for a reasonable price. Yeah, nice. And people assume as you get older, you get a little bit smarter about things. Yes, 100%. So we were just young and dumb. Yeah. And uh, it was me and my one of my good friends, uh, Chris Beckman. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me talking about it. He's a huge stoner. He's not afraid <laughs> to admit it either. He, uh, We both got very, very high. These people did not put a limit on us. They wanted to make sure we got our money's worth, apparently. And we were in our neighborhood, and... In my neighborhood. And obviously, we got high, and our plan was to walk downtown afterwards, right? But what had happened is, the clouds started coming out. Oh. And it started to, to, to drizzle a little bit. And so we're walking down the hill from the top of the neighborhood, like cartoon characters, yeah, you know? I, I felt like a cartoon. Yeah. Like, I was walking like Mickey Mouse, like, not even a normal Mickey Mouse, like the one where his legs... Over-exaggerated arm pumps. Oh, and yeah. Leg lunges, <laughs> almost. Yeah. And we're like, bro, we can't go back to the house. It's about to rain. What do we do? And we and there's this place that I know of next to my neighborhood. Yeah. It's a co- abandoned concrete house that people call the crypt. The crypt? <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, very scary. Graffiti yeah. on the wall, stuff about Satan, you know, Ooh. the whole the whole shebang. Okay. Yeah, and we were like, I guess that's where we got to go. And we go to this crypt, and we go underneath. There's like a, a it's like a two-story thing, and one of them's kind of like a basement, but it's mm-hmm. on a hill. So it's a little exposed. Super creepy. Um, like I said, upside down crosses and dicks all over the wall. Of course. <laughs> and there's like a little, little cracks in the ceiling and above is where it's exposed to rain. And in the area, I was so, I was so thirsty down there uh-huh. that oh my goodness. the water was pouring through from the, from the top <laughs> that was raining. And I was like, bro, I have to, there's no other option. I'm so thirsty. And I... Let the droplets come into my mouth. And yeah, it wasn't even straight from the sky. Straight from the sky rain, not good. St- from the sky onto this floor yep. of this nasty ass, you know. But we had actually hung out there earlier that day and my friend had peed oh in my that floor. It was bad. You do have to understand, Steve, mm-hmm. that I am judging you right now. You should definitely be judging me. I am. I am judging you right now. You're, ju- you're judging previous me, okay? Uh, I obviously fair. would not do this. Young and dumb. Actually, I probably Steve. would still do this. I would do it. I'm a water fiend. I, I'm, you know, a big, big advocate for hydration. So, you know... Maybe a little less pee and dirt? Listen, pee can be drank the first time through without any adverse effects and gives you hydration. So... Yes, it's disgusting. And I question how yellow clear your pee is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Second time, you can't drink it. Okay. That's what Bear Grylls told me. Oh, that's fair. I yeah. forgot about that. You can that. drink it once, yeah. and then after that, it's useless. Yeah. So, you know, not the greatest decision. I didn't die, you know. I didn't, you know, I'm still here, like I said. You're still here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's still in my system, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So your first time, was that the highest you ever got then? Oh, for sure. Um, it was probably that that time, and then I think two or three times after were the uh, about the same, like the really? equivalent of how high I had gotten. Yeah. So during those times, you said you're just smoking mids and crap weed. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. Right. So was it comparable to your first time doing oil, or have you not done oil? No, I have. I, I actually went through a dab phase. Really? Yeah. Dabs? Dab and phase. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, first time I did oil, I just got tunnel vision. And okay. Yeah, I sat on the couch, big potato. It's still, again, it's a very different experience from the first time you get high. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I would compare it to almost doing hard drugs. It's basically the border of doing hard, hard drugs without actually doing hard drugs. You yeah. Don't get Why that. do you say that? Just how intense the original rush is the the lack of oxygen with the yeah. addition of cannabis or THC in your system is yeah it's like ten seconds of whew, let me catch my breath for a second my lungs are get dab sweats ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> dab sweats are real dab sweats are real and they're I, that's what it can't be good like that's I guess it's just the you're right the the oxygen thing. And yeah. people are doing whippets out here, so I mean, how, oh, how bad are how bad are dabs actually? You know, that's fair. <laughs> that's my thought: is one breath of weed in between two clean breaths of oxygen. Yeah, that's fine. a good. Gotta, yeah. Make sure you gotta push all your air out afterwards and some fresh air in. Unless you're trying to, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's like hot box. Well, no, it's like. Base, baseball it, it, there's a baseball metaphor involved where it's like you and a friend are like passing it back and forth as fast as you can and like uh, as, we just gotta get through this we don't have a lot of time you know we gotta uh, it's called like a, I don't even know it's a, it's a baseball That's metaphor fair. I'm sorry I'll it's try to figure head. it out yeah no it's alright uh, but yeah you know the, I, the first time you get high you're never gonna get that high again so try to get as high as you can and enjoy it you know yeah the first time is like no other. <laughs> like no other, for sure. And especially that first time as a 16-year-old. Yeah. Is insane. Not a baby. It's too bad you didn't get to experience that, you know? I'm, I'm really, you know, you should what be jealous of me. What a sight to see. <laughs> what a sight to see, I'm sure. Yeah, no. I have some gross stories that I, from those other two times I won't talk about. It's probably the best. Probably the best, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, and people throw up and... It's just disgusting. And That's fair. Have you ever gotten sick off of smoking? Like, not felt sick, but have you actually physically gotten sick? Thrown up? Yeah. I don't believe so. Okay. But my friend is very prone to throwing up. And he has a few times, for sure. 
see. It's just, and I think it's more, not less about the weed and more about the coughing. Okay, so coughing too hard and it's kind of coughing too hard yeah. and that gets that yeah. triggers something. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting the conversations about weed because weed used to be, I feel like, a big part of my personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, like I said, if I started at sixteen, that that was who I was. You yeah. know, or whatever it was, and. As the time goes on, you find yourself around stoners and around people that smoke. And, you know, when you're younger, you don't have a lot to talk about. Or when you come to OU and you meet a lot of new people, there's not a lot of common ground right off the bat. But weed was always something you can relate to to people with. You know, you can relate. It's almost like alcohol, but to a lesser degree. Yes. And uh, so it's just interesting to see how these stories have developed. Yeah. Building relationships off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a great bonding agent. <laughs> it really is. I I think there's uh there's there's no better way to to, you know, personally the reason I started this podcast. One of the reasons is I feel like I'm better one on one. I don't know. I like hanging out with people one on one. It's just like my medium, I guess, for conversation. Yeah. And I don't think for me at least there's a better way to get to know somebody than like smoking, like in a in a peaceful outdoor area with yeah music and. A little joint just for the oral fixation and a little bit of, uh, you know. I completely agree. Back and forth, keep it going. and uh, to, It makes you, like I said, experience more, feel more, think more. It's You're right. Yeah. It's a great agent when you're with someone else. It's You enhance that relationship. Yeah. One of the, one of the few lights in the world, you know. One of the few lights in this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good note to end on, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so I appreciate you, you know, being open about all this and yeah. talking about it. And Thank everything. you for having me. I appreciate it, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It really is one of the few lights in the world, and you shouldn't take that for granted. And I hope you got a little bit of something out of this. And, you know, whatever your thing is, whether it's alcohol or caffeine or whatever, I hope you were able to put these stories uh, along with our weed stories and kind of be able to relate in that way. Because, yeah, weed is is what our bonding agent, but other people have different bonding agents, and it doesn't even have to be a drug. It can just be a thing that you do. It can be a fun event that you go to every year, whatever it is. And so, yeah, I just hope you enjoyed the episode, learned a little bit, and had a good time. All right. Uh, Thank you, I love you, amen, okay, bye. If I were to record like this, record like this, and turn the volume all the way down, does that help? Is it up? Is this too loud? I don't think so.